Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hello, everyone. Happy Mindful Monday, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I hope you guys are enjoying this Monday so far. I'm ready to kick off the week. All right, guys. So in the beginning, you know, I'm just always going to give thanks, okay? I'm always going to give thanks because of the community that we built together. And I just want to thank you guys wholeheartedly every single day, every single time. Thank you so much for the support in building this growth mindset gang community. You guys are amazing. You motivate me to just always be my best and sharing new ideas with you guys and creating this podcast. And wholeheartedly, like I always said, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for listening and sharing and tagging and leaving reviews. It means literally, literally the world to me. And you guys will always have such a special place in my heart. I am recording this on a beautiful, sunny Sunday morning. And I'm just like, I get up and I'm excited to record an episode because I'm excited to just speak with you guys and help you guys in any way, shape or form that I can. So again, thank you so much for always listening. And if you want to follow me, if you haven't already been doing that, you know the Instagram at the Growth Mindset Gal, Twitter at Mindset Gal, and TikTok at Growth Mindset Gal. So before we get started on today's episode, I want to share some opportunities with you guys. Always trying to help. So as you guys know, if you've been following me on Instagram, I'm an Arbonne consultant. I talk about it all the time on here. And I want to share with you guys a side hustle opportunity. Okay, an Arbon side hustle opportunity. Okay, because I'm sure you guys probably see me post, and you're probably like, "What on earth is Allie doing? Like, what is Arbon? What is going on?" So, I am an Arbon district manager. You start off as an independent consultant, and obviously, you can move up all the things. So, what do I do with Arbon, and what is Arbon? So, again, Arbon is an amazing all online business. It's B Corp certified. That means they use all natural ingredients, vegan, gluten free. They're making quality ingredients to help you with your mind, body, and skin. That is their logo. So, they have products for you nutrition for your skincare, your hair care, bath and body, makeup. It is a one-stop shop and all the ingredients are animal cruelty-free, all natural ingredients, vegan, gluten-free, you name it. All the quality, amazing, great things. I started using Arbonne products. I started using their nutritional products, their energy fizz that saved me from my teacher burnout, the gut health that helped me with my regulation and de-bloating. That's what got me on the edge. And then my friend Lauren, who has been on this podcast, I was like, hey, you know what? If you like the products, why don't you also start a side hustle for it? And she also mentioned that for my teacher listeners out there, this is also a great teacher side hustle because we know with teaching, 
a lot of us also have to get a second income. And I didn't really want to go anywhere to get a second income. I didn't. My life's busy enough. So Lauren recommended starting a side hustle with Arbon, and I thank her to this day <laughs> for introducing me to the Arbon side hustle. So here's what happens. Here's what I did. I'm going to break it down for you guys. All right. So you become an independent consultant. You sign up for Arbon. Okay. You pay a $30 fee, right, to sign up, make your account. Okay. When you become an Arbon independent consultant, you get your own website link, which is so cool. So people who want to shop and buy from you, they just click on your link. My Arbon link is in my bio. Now, when you're an independent consultant, you get 35% off all of the products, including other deals and things like that. Depending on the month, it changes every month, but you always have a 35% off no matter what. But more discounts change throughout the month. You also can win incentive trips to go places, Punta Cana, Mexico, all the things. Okay. I think Punta Cana is in Mexico. So I'm just going <laughs> to, I need a map someone. Hello. But you can win incentive trips depending on how much you sell, all the things, all the wonderful things. Okay. Then the Arbon products that you have in your house are the products that you use. So all the products that I show in my stories, my posts, all the things, those are just the ones that I have in my house. So the Energy Fizz, my Age Ball skincare set, my wonderful sunscreen that has been saving my skin this summer, the True Smooth Hair Care um, routine. Those are all my products. So you don't have to keep a stockpile in your house. I know a lot of businesses make you do that. Arbonne does not. Arbonne is a fully online business. So if someone wants to buy from you, they just click on your link, right? They can become a preferred client and then they can buy it right off your link. And Arbonne ships everything for you. So you don't have to do anything on that business end of it, okay? Now, you're probably thinking, okay, how do I make sales? All you need is your phone, okay? You, like I do, post on my stories how much the Arbon products have helped me, and they really have, you guys. They're simply amazing, okay? And maybe you reach out to friends and family that maybe they would enjoy it as well. If they need some better hair care, skin care, nutrition, they have fitness goals, they want to try some new makeup, all of those things. And if they're interested in buying, they buy it from you, right? So, what your job is as an independent consultant with Arbonne is to enjoy the products and share how much you enjoy the products. And if others are interested, they say, hey, I'm interested in this product. What can you tell me about it? And then you sell it to them. They purchase it off your link and then Arbonne ships it to them. Done and done. Done and done. And the great thing about a side hustle, you can make the side hustle as big or small as you want. And if you don't feel like selling, because it is on a monthly basis, if you don't want to sell Arbonne for a month or two, you want to take a break from it, you can. There's no quotas that you need to meet, right? There's no um, promotions that you have to get by a certain time, all the things. It's simply you can make it as big or small as you want. Okay. So if you're a teacher or you're working a nine to five and you want a little extra income and you can simply work from your phone, Arbonne could be for you. It definitely could be. Okay. And it's a nice freedom of 
if I don't want to sell this month, like in July, I didn't really sell a lot because I just didn't feel like it because you know what? I just wanted to simply relax. Okay. And you're just sharing with others why you like the products. Okay. That's it. Pay $30. Okay. And you can end the side hustle whenever you want. So if you don't really, you tried Arbonne, it's not for you. Totally fine. You could just end it. No risk. There's no risk involved. If you just want to end it, you just end your um, account and that's it. And then you just buy the products that you enjoy. And then you, on your social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you like to do, you just share the Arbon products that you enjoy. And then if people are down for it too, they may DM you, message you. You can do reach outs as well. And then you make some sales. And if it's something you're interested in, you want to give it a go, why not try it, right? It's not for everybody and that's okay if it's not for you, right? But if you want to try it, there's literally no risk. You spend 30 bucks, you buy the products that you enjoy, and that's it. And some people, you know, even if you want to end your business, it didn't work out, right? But you still have your account, you still have that 35% off discount. And if you just want to buy the products, you can buy the products. Then the cool thing is, when people buy products from you, they get a 20 to 40% off discount from Arbonne products because they're your preferred clients when they buy from you. So again, just giving that side hustle opportunity out there. If you guys have any questions about Arbonne, the side hustle itself, um, the Arbonne business as a whole, or if you simply just want to try out some products to see if you want to sell them yourself, or you just want to try out Arbonne products in general, let me know. If you want to DM me on my Instagram, if you want to email me, my email is also on my Instagram as well. If you want to reach out to me, I'm here for you if you need any questions answered. I got you. Okay. Now, next topic I want to talk about. The Growth Mindset Guy, my boyfriend Nate, October 2nd, he is doing a 50-mile bike ride on Long Island from Wontaw to Smith's Point. For those of you on Long Island, 50-mile bike ride for the cause for autism and people with disabilities fundraiser. I believe it also gives um, people with disabilities free swimming lessons, and it's an overall fundraiser. So for an, um, such an amazing cause. Now, if you want to donate to that amazing cause, his link for the donation, it's called Bike to the Beach. Love alliteration. You guys know it. If you are interested in donating, it could be anything as much money as you want, you can donate to the Growth Mindset Guy, my boyfriend Nate, for him doing his 50-mile bike ride to an amazing cause for autism and people with disabilities. The link is in my bio. It's in my link tree. If you guys are interested in donating, please, 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 it would mean the world. And I'll also um, put more information about that in my show notes. All right, so let's move on to our next segment. We have a shout out for this episode, just like every other episode that I do by myself that I don't have um, collaborating with someone. I like to shout out amazing Instagram accounts that I follow that are truly inspirational and they make wonderful content to help people. And today's shout out is A Stroke of Life. This account, you guys, 
is amazing. She constantly puts out content that is so uplifting. She also has a podcast that's available on Spotify and Apple as well called A Stroke of Life. She's a young stroke survivor and she discusses her going through life in that area of you. And I highly, highly recommend you follow her. She's simply amazing and she just makes content that just really makes life worth living. So highly recommend A Stroke of Life. I'm going to put her account in my show notes. Now, you guys know the next step, the Doing Well Daily quotes. Again, I have all the information. If you're interested in getting a Doing Well Daily journal, it is in my show notes as well. And today's quote is, what we do every day matters. What we do every day matters. Hello. Okay. Now, that goes completely with just everything in general, but especially growth mindset. The habits you do every day matters. For any goal you want to achieve in your life, it is the small routines and habits that make your every day. When you want to achieve goals, It's important to see the big picture, but it's also super important to look at the small, minute details of your everyday. Your everyday makes your big picture. It really does. Your everyday creates your mindset. So if every day you wake up with a negative attitude, you hate going to work, you eat you know, food that is not good for you and you judge people and you're negative and you always just see things on the bad side and you never want to look at the positive situation. Well, yeah, the big picture of your life is going to be a big poop stain. That's for sure. That is for sure. And I'm not going to lie. Okay. I definitely used to be like that where you say you're a realist, but you're actually a pessimist sort of deal where it's very important to be realistic and not overly you know, positive and, you know, after some reality in here. Um, But you draw a fine line between a realist and a pessimist. Very fine line. Very fine line. And if you seek joy in tearing down when someone's happy or if they have a a dream or a goal that they want to accomplish because it makes you feel better, I mean, what type of life are you creating for yourself? If you have negative habits and thoughts, yeah, your day is going to be negative. Your life is going to then become negative. But if you focus on creating habits and routines that are mindful, that put you in a good headspace, right, that make you want to be in a good mood, have a great impact on people, be productive, and just use all the time in your day in a very impactful and positive manner, you're slowly going to see your life and your perspective change for the better. Like I always say, we can't control what happens in our life, but we can control how we react to it, how we think about it, all of the things. And it's up to you, okay? Do not blame other people. It is up to you to make the decision on how you want to live your everyday. Now, again, let's be real. We're humans. We can have bad days. It's going to happen. Okay? I literally have a bad day like (laughs) twice a week. I don't even know. But what we do with the bad day, right? How we react to the bad day really sets the tone for our life. You can have a bad day and sometimes it just happens and you just can't shake it. Okay. But the next day you're like, all right, 
it's a new day ground you know like we're just gonna start from square one here and we're gonna go back to basics and doing the routines that make us happy now sometimes you may have a bad week a bad month right we call it a bad season that's okay that's okay getting out of that bad week that bad season bad month is your decision do with that what you will and climb out of it it's very good to have support right having a really good inner circle to help you but at the end of the day it's up to you to get out of the dark head space that you're in it really is and having good habits and routines that help you get through the dark places and put your mind in a good spot that's going to change your life that is going to change your life okay and whatever those good habits mean to you right routines and habits everyone's always saying what's going to make you the best you but that's also your decision because some people love waking up early like the 5 a.m club power do you i'm not doing that I'm only waking up at 5 a.m. when I got to go to work. But I do wake up at a reasonable, you know, 7, 38 o'clock. And then I do my routines. I love to read in the morning, right? I love to work out in the morning, get my body moving, right? And then that's after I read and, you know, plan my day and I work out, then I get on with my day, right? I have those set routines in place. And I actually feel my body and my mind be a little shifty, some days when I'm not able to do those routines because my mindset depends on those healthy routines. I've also started doing after I work out to meditate for like five minutes. That's a new one I'm trying to implement. But it's so important, you guys. It is so crucial for you to realize that everything you do every single day is eventually going to encompass the big picture of your life. And while you're listening to this today, just think, reflect. Do I want to keep living the life that I'm living? Like, are you happy with where your life is right now? If you are, keep doing your habits, keep going for it, keep shooting for the stars. But if you're sitting there listening, if you're going on a walk, if you're cleaning your room, if you're driving in your car and you're sitting here listening, be like, huh, I'm not satisfied or fulfilled with my life right now. Think about what you do every day. Think about what you do every day. And if it's not promoting fulfillment, happiness, productivity, growth mindset, Maybe it's time to start reflecting and thinking, how can I change my life for the better? Okay, guys, let's get into the meat of this episode. So this episode is called The Value of Being Vulnerable. So today's episode is going to be talking about the crucial importance of showing vulnerability in your life in order to make meaningful connections and living a fulfilling life and having a growth mindset. Because vulnerability can totally be scary. I am one to take the cake on. I used to really hate and still a little bit, you know, a little iffy about being vulnerable. But it's really important to show vulnerability and authenticity. When you do that, you attract people and opportunities that align with who you really are. So to start off this segment, I want to read The Value of Being Vulnerable, which is a blog that I wrote on medium.com. All my blogs are still on medium. That link is in my Instagram bio. So here we go. Vulnerability is terrifying. I used to believe my personality was anti-vulnerable. I'm a Gemini and an Enneagram 6, so if you know, you know. 
All my life, I thought people who showed vulnerability were weak people. Those people needed to be taken care of and were emotional wrecks. I personally thought of them to be naive to share so much of themselves. I mean, hello? Do not show so much of yourself to everyone. People can hurt you. I th the thought, basically, of crying in front of someone sent anxiety down my spine. I was taught that people who show weakness will be taken advantage of. My MO was to be a strong, independent woman who didn't need anyone. I wanted to be perceived as the girl who always had it together, who did not need help. She always figured it out. I wanted people to think, wow, she is bothered by much, but when she is, look out. I loathe the idea of opening up to people. Why share my soul? What if I'm judged? What if I'm mocked? What if I'm too much? What if they use my secrets against me? What if they break my heart? Do you guys feel the same? Every time a moment became intimate in my life, I felt awkward and anxious. I did not know how to naturally console someone. I never knew what to say to make them feel better. Then I see people in my inner circle show empathy so well, and I figured maybe I'm just not wired for vulnerability. Well, I wouldn't be the growth mindset gal if I felt like that, would I? Throughout my life, I've always felt immense empathy for people, but did not know how to act on that empathy. One day I realized, after listening to numerous mental health podcasts and therapy, that to be more vulnerable with others, I need to be more vulnerable with myself. I need to face my own issues and trauma. I needed to be real and open up my soul with myself. So I began to journal. In the year 2019, I began to journal on the weekends. My weekday commute to the city as a teacher did not leave a lot of time to journal, so I would always journal on the weekends. Baby steps. I would just write how I was feeling throughout the week and gave myself a little summary on the week's events. I called it my hashtag rising pages challenge on Instagram. The reason I began calling my journal sessions that title was writing out my emotions helped me rise in my mental health. I felt clear, free, and motivated after each session. I would write for about 15 minutes while playing some calming music or an inspirational podcast. Now I try and journal every morning. It has become a part of my morning routine to set my mind right to take on the day. My entries are now more structured. I write about releasing my emotions, what I'm grateful for, and I manifest my goals. The results of my journal sessions have made me feel connected to my soul again. I reconnected with my inner child and realized I did not want to open up to people because I was afraid of getting hurt. Breaking down my walls has been a heavy process. It's taken a whole year to truly be vulnerable with my inner circle. I finally told my family the extent of my anxiety. I told my friends I go to therapy and I've opened up in my relationship with my boyfriend. Showing my scars turned out to be not as terrifying as I thought. They did not judge me. They asked questions but were supportive. I've learned it's okay to ask for help and I'm not a burden for doing so. I'm not crazy because of my anxiety or for going to therapy. I'm going to therapy to work on my mental health, just like someone goes to the doctor to work on their physical health. My body used to feel so heavy from all the stress and anxiety I was keeping to myself. It took a toll on my body. I always felt fatigued and unmotivated. I did not want to live my life this way, so I went to therapy. Talking to a professional about my mental health has also encouraged me to talk about my mental health with my inner circle. Here's where the, where the value comes in. 
Many of them were glad I began to open up. They confessed to me that sometimes my presence was unapproachable because I was not vulnerable with them. Life is too short to not be open with people who mean the most to you. Always tell people you love them. Always tell them how much they mean to you. Don't keep that to yourself. One day, they will not be here anymore, and you would give anything to say those words to them. Whenever you're thinking about someone, send them a text. Check in with people. This life is too much to go through it alone. The value of vulnerability is human connection. You find your people. You are never too much for them, and you are never a burden. Do not close yourself off. Let people in. Now, sometimes things will not work out and people will hurt you. What happens next in that situation becomes a lesson. You grow from that lesson and you keep moving forward. By nature, humans survive best in groups. Not everyone is going to like you, but who cares? The people who do like you are going to make your life so bright and you'll do the same for them. Be real, be raw, be vulnerable. You will attract the people who have those same vibes. What you put into the universe, she gives back. If you're going through something, talk about it. Shoot, you can even tell me about it. I'm, you know, I'm a middle school teacher and I've heard it all. There's a strength in vulnerability, not weakness. Do not isolate. Not everyone is evil and will hurt you. There are good people out there ready to support you. Break down some of your walls and join the circle of love, support, and connection. Be well, friends. All right, Growth Mindset Gang, I hope you enjoyed um, that blog about the value of being vulnerable. It is on medium.com. It is in my link on my Instagram bio. So if you're interested in reading any of my blogs, they're all on Medium, all about growth mindset and everything to cope with it. So if you're interested, please take a look and go for a read. Hopefully they're helpful. So let me break down my blog that I just read to you guys. (laughs) The value of being vulnerable. So being vulnerable to me, used to be so scary. I hated it. I hated the thought of it. I hated all of it. Um, I grew up in a very tough Italian family. If you know, you know. Um, we're loud, you know, we're fun, jokes, and like all the things. But emotions were usually like happy or angry. Like there was like no other emotion involved <laughs> with um, an Italian family, you know? You're loud because you're really happy or you're loud because you're really angry. Like that's, that's it. And those are the only two emotions I kind of like associated with. So people either saw me as really happy or really angry. There is no in between. Um, and I thought that was being tough, right? And I'm a little five, three lady. So being tough was really like my MO because I was just a little person and I wanted to seem tough. So people didn't mess with me because inside I'm an emotional being and I didn't like being hurt. Uh, I didn't like being taken advantage of because people have hurt me in the past, which everyone has a story and not for nothing. And I'll be here on being vulnerable. Here we go. Um, But growing up, uh, especially in middle school, I was chubby. I had low self-esteem and I just really wanted good friends. I always had a dream of like being friends with people and then like being friends with them into like adulthood, like all the things you see on TV. And I just really wanted to make friends. Um, 
And then, you know, middle school is middle school and girls are very mean. And every time I tried to, you know, make friendships, for some reason, it felt like they were just got tired of me after time. And from, because, you know, middle school friendships, see, they last longer. They really don't. It's kind of like relationships in middle school. You know what I mean? They last like a period and then they break up, you know? And that just like, I don't know, it really set the stage for relationships in the future. Um, and like when I'm friends with someone, I'm like hella loyal. Like I am your friend. I'm your ride or die. Same thing with my relationship with my boyfriend, like ride or die, loyalty, Enneagram six. I'm here. I'm here for the long run. Um, and I thought everyone was like that, but not everyone is. And I learned that in middle school, a little bit in high school, that not everyone's your ride or die. And people grow apart, which I've come to realize now um, as an adult. But in middle school, it wasn't really growing apart. It was like, oh, well, I found new friends that I like more, so I'm just going to move on. And that really made me think, like, what's wrong with me? You know, like, why don't people want to be friends with me? And so then I started to build up this tough exterior where I don't care. I don't need anyone to be friends with me. Um, and if you're my friend, that's fantastic. And I'm going to ride or die with you and support you no matter what. But the minute you start mistreating me or the minute you don't want to be my friend anymore, like peace out, Cub Scout, who is you? I don't even know you. That's how I used to roll. Because making friends and like, you know, you remember we used to call people on like their home phones on their landlines, millennials, like, and then their moms would answer the phone. You're like, hi, can I talk to so-and-so? This is Allie. You like hated that moment. And... And then all of a sudden you you call their house to see if they want to hang out and their mom says they're busy or, you know, the next time you call, if you want to hang out, they just don't answer or like they pick up the phone and they say they're busy and then you never like hang out ever again. Like that stuff hits deep and that stuff you can't really shake. So I became very particular of who I chose to be my friends. I also thought about like i'm not into like the shallow conversations like i was like that i hate small talk from middle school like i hated doing small talk with people it just felt so ingenuine like if we're friends like i want to talk about some deep things like are do you like aliens like that sort of stuff gemini's you know we could talk to a shoe but we like to have deep conversations with a shoe so that kind of moment of being like well Am I worth a friend? Like, am I a good friend? Am I like, am I worthy of anything? Especially in middle school, someone who's already having body issues and low self-esteem. It's like really just like a hit to the heart. And from those moments, I became very tough. And even like my sister and family, they make a joke like I have no soul. Like I don't cry, like all the things. Um. And that was my MO, high school and college. That was my MO. Like, I was tough. Like, don't mess with me. And if you do, like, I'll blow up in your face. I'll yell at you. I used to, like, make it like I thought it was, like, a cool thing to say that, like, you know, I can, like, verbally wreck you. So I can say words that will totally hurt more than a punch could ever. And I took, like, pride in that. Um, but then I realized in adulthood that's not it. <laughs> Words do hurt more than a punch and they stay with you longer than a punch. And I should know better because that's what would happen to me. Um, and so I didn't want to let anyone in. 
I did not want to let anyone in. I wanted to be left alone. And I wanted to be like the friend who was like fun. You would go for to advice. I would give you some tough love advice. And that was like my role in the friend group. Um, and then that became very lonely and very isolating. And I didn't like showing my emotions to even my family. And if I was upset about something, I would cry in my room like by myself. Like in the pillow, y'all know the feeling. Like play like a sad song playlist on, you know, Spotify and just like cry in your pillow. Been there, done that, right? And I was like, this is like, this ain't it. Like becoming now being an adult in my 20s, I was like, this, this system ain't it. Like it may have worked in high school. It may have worked in college, but now like you're an adult, it may not be it anymore. Um, and a lot of my anxiety comes from not having control and not being enough. And I think that just comes from childhood issues and, and inner child things. Um, and I felt, I think it came from, I felt like I couldn't have control of things and people and freedom, if you will, because of my body. And like, so I couldn't like wear certain things. I couldn't be friends with certain people. Certain people wouldn't like, like me or date me because of my body. So I felt like I had no control over my life because of my weight. I think that's where that probably comes from. Um, vulnerability and emotions probably come from, you know, tough family of Italians probably comes from that, which is, you know, it, it is what it is. But it's it's just not it's not a fulfilling life to live. Um, and everything and everyone teaches you something. And I have to give a lot of credit to I also loved being single. Like, let me throw that out there. I loved being single. Um, I wasn't always in search of a man when I was single. I was just like living my life. I had my career and I was just doing what I love to do. I had control of my life, all of the things. Um, but being in a relationship has been one of the biggest lessons about vulnerability in my life, hands down, without even a doubt, without even a doubt. Because when you're in a relationship, like you need to be vulnerable or else it's like not a relationship, you know? Um, and you know, the growth mindset guy named my boyfriend, he is cancer. So he is well in depth in his emotions. And that's what he's taught me as a hardcore Gemini. You need to like, let people in. Uh, and I didn't like letting people in because in the past when I let people in and be vulnerable with them and become close friends, then eventually they're going to leave me. And I hated that because I don't just leave people. That's like the loyalty in me. I'm a ride or die. And I've learned from relationship and also going to therapy is not everyone's like you. Um, and you shouldn't give people the expectation that they're going to be like you. And being vulnerable is very is a very strong asset. And it is a risk. It is a risk. Friendships, relationships, being vulnerable is a risk because you don't know how people are going to then react to vulnerability. Um, but thank goodness for my boyfriend gave me a safe space. Space. Um, also, therapy gave me a safe space to finally be vulnerable. And, you know, Nate actually pointed out to me, he goes, you know, you're always like, you know, joking around and being funny and that's great and all. But like, to be vulnerable, you need to have like serious conversations. And whenever I try to be vulnerable, I would like laugh it off, you know, try and be cute or whatever, because that's just my own self-defense mechanism. And even so, even being in therapy, 
my therapist and I always talk about why, like, I just don't like it. And it's literally, it's a defense mechanism. And vulnerability is not a weakness. And I actually take admiration to my friends who are openly very vulnerable. Like my friend Angelina, like she, her heart is on her sleeve and she just wants to help people. She could talk to anyone. She's very open and cares and it's very empathetic, like shows empathy for a lot and knows like what to say to people when they're upset. And I'm like, how do you do that? Tell me. I mean, she's a tourist, but tell me. <laughs> and I've learned from her and Nate um, and my sister too. She's also very, she can be very vulnerable, hard on her sleeve. And it's actually kind of funny because we always used to make fun or like not make fun, but like tease, like I have the no soul, like the tough, you know, tough guy. But then my sister Erica is like, she can cry at the, you know, drop of a dime or whatever. And those three people have taught me like, it's okay to show your emotions. It's okay to be upset. And those three people and also therapy has given me that safe space. But where I started my vulnerability was journaling. That's like the first step. Like I talked about in um, my blog was in order to be vulnerable with others, you need to be vulnerable with yourself and understand why you are the way you are. Like do that inner, inner child digging. So once I started journaling, it really opened up my eyes to how I thought, uh, what are my morals, what are, like, who am I as a person, and do I want to change it, or do I want to keep it the same? And, you know, realizing that, like, I had this mentality where, like, if you make a mistake or if you mistreat me, like, one time, I'll drop you because I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. And I thought that was, like, a like a tough guy move, like, oh, if you mess with me, I'm going to drop you because, like, if you mess with me, that hurt my feelings and I don't want to show my uh, emotions with that. Um, and that also came from a lot of anxiety because, I, and I didn't tell people that I had anxiety. I kind of realized it more in like high school, especially college. Um, I realized I had hella anxiety and it wasn't like things made me anxious. It was just like, I woke up anxious, went to bed, anxious, stand up, anxious. <laughs> um, and I didn't tell anyone. I didn't because I didn't know what like that meant. Why do I feel this way? And I thought I can just cope with it myself. And and so journaling opened up with, you know, why are you anxious? Why do you not like vulnerability? Like why, why are these things happening? And from journaling is when I discovered like, oh, like middle school, like that whole scenario of like making friends and like trying to fit in and, you know, also having self-esteem issues kind of really you know, set the stage for friendships and relationships um, in the beginning. So that's how I found out, like, who I was and where things came from and what my triggers were. So I highly recommend if you wanted to, like, open the door to vulnerability, journal. Journal, journal, journal. I think the best way to find your vulnerability is free writing. Like set a timer for 15 to 10 minutes, give or take, and just write and see what the heck pops up. Just see what pops up. Or if you need like a little bit of a sentence starter, be like, why do I not like vulnerability? Or like, why am I anxious? Just so your brain can start thinking and start digging in like your suppressed memories of why you feel this way and then all of a sudden you'll be surprised that all of a sudden you have a full page of just like childhood issues that you're like oh that's where that came from okay cool that was my first step my second step um was talking to a professional 
talking to my therapist and kind of going through my family dynamic, my friends dynamic, my own um, self-esteem dynamic of all the things. And that's kind of where I found out, like, why do I not like being vulnerable? And I think it's because like, I just grew up in a tough Italian family that I didn't see vulnerability growing up. So I thought it was like alien to me. And when I saw people like being vulnerable, it freaked me out. I was like, what are you, I don't need to know. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to be around this because I didn't see that as being tough. So I'm here to tell you that building walls and isolating yourself is going to lead you to a very lonely life. And yes, people are going to let you down. People are going to disappoint you. But you need to learn that no one's perfect. You're not perfect, right? And people are going to disappoint you. No matter how much they love you and they mean to you, they're going to disappoint you because they're going to make mistakes. Okay? And if they genuinely apologize for their mistakes, forgive and keep moving forward. If they don't and you let them know that you, you know, what they did hurt you and they don't apologize, that's a different conversation. You might need to see you later alligator depending on the situation but being vulnerable creates your true connections you attract the people that should be your inner circle you can attract your life partner it's so important because when you're vulnerable that's when you're authentic when you break down the walls when people see you for who you are then you're attracting the right people because some people are like oh i don't like i don't have good friends or i can't find a relationship it's because you're not being authentic and it takes a lot i'm not saying tomorrow you're going to be like just open up your heart to everyone it's not going to happen you first have to do inner work with yourself and journaling is a phenomenal way to talk to yourself Get any self-development book you can to help guide your thoughts. Talking to a professional, also highly recommend. I also tried doing um, BetterHelp, which is an online therapy service. And it wasn't for me because I need to like be in therapy, like in the therapy office. But it's also a more affordable option for BetterHelp. I liked it. I just like wasn't for me, but it's a good option for people because I know therapy is, can be and is very expensive. But just talking to a professional that had like no bias, like to my life, knew nothing about me and just like helped me like unravel my thoughts of to why being vulnerable is not a vibe for me sometimes. It really helped. And when you show vulnerability and like, you know, you cry or you say like you're scared or you're anxious and like letting people know what you're feeling, it opens the door for people to support you. That's also a huge thing. When you're not vulnerable, you isolate and you feel like the world is on your shoulders. And after a while, the world becomes very heavy, doesn't it? And then all of a sudden, you don't want to get out of bed. All of a sudden, you feel like nothing's worth it. But when you're vulnerable with people, you have then the connections and the outlets to when you're feeling like crud, you can then go to those friends and be like, hey, I'm like not okay right now. And when you open the door to that, 
and they're there to support you, all of a sudden the weight of the world feels less heavy. And, you know, especially being in a relationship, you know, you, I'm sorry if I keep saying you now, because that's just like my, <laughs> my filler for when I'm going on my own thoughts, because I'm not, there's no, like, there was a little bit of an outline for this um, episode, but I'm really just going off just my own experiences and like on call with my thoughts. And being in a relationship, you learn that in order to have a successful relationship, you need to like be your truest self with that person. And they create that safe space for you. And I literally, I told Nate, like, date two, I was like, listen, in order for this to work, I need to let you know that I am anxious. I wake up anxious. I have, I think it's generalized anxiety disorder or GAD, um, literally in Del Fuego and Patchog. Like, if anyone knows, I was just eating a quesadilla being like, hey, like, by the way, I'm going to be anxious, like, every day, just letting you know. And he was like, okay, that's fine. Right? So opening up because I was like, if I'm going to have a real relationship, like a first real time relationship, I need to make sure this man knows what he's getting himself into. And he was like, okay, that's fine. Like we'll work with it. And for him to say, that's fine. We'll work with it. That opened up the door. So he was, I was vulnerable with him. And he gave me his vulnerability saying, that's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll work on it. Whatever, like, I'll support you, whatever that it is. And the minute that happened, the minute the walls came down and I wasn't afraid to tell him when I was anxious at first. Now, I knew I had a safe space, but that's not that easy. There's even still today, there's times where I'm anxious and I just don't want to tell them because I'm like, I don't know if like this is a real problem. I don't know if I'm just being anxious, right? You know that feeling where I'm like, should I tell them this problem? It's still like you're trying to fish it out. But sometimes if you just let that person know that you're just feeling anxious and that's why your mood's kind of, you know, all over the place right now, that can still even be enough. So I highly encourage you to be vulnerable. Being tough is very important. It is. You don't want people to mess with you. But being vulnerable, I know it's scary, but you have to have the conversations with your friends, with your family, with your significant other, whoever that it is, you need to let them know. You need to let them know who you are, what you deal with, what's going on, so they know how to help you. And wouldn't you want that in return so you know how to help them? Because then it feels so, like, not genuine. And then you're having shallow conversations. You know when you're talking to someone and you're like, you just know this is, like, not genuine. And you're just talking about, like, the weather. And it's just, like, so unfulfilling. And when you have, like, a real deep conversation, like, with a friend, your significant other family member, you feel, like, so much better afterwards because you feel like you connected with them and they were able to help you. Maybe you were able to help them. And you were actually people because we're all going through this human experience together, right? We're all going through this craziness together. Why isolate yourself? Because you're afraid of showing your feelings, we all have feelings. And I, I think it's really great that we're shifting into the importance of mental health. Like hashtag Simone Biles in the Olympics. Like, woman, you're amazing. Because that took so much vulnerability and courage to like just be like, no. 
Like, this is not, you're going through something, you're not going to perform your best, let me hop out. That takes real courage. Going through a stressful situation and pushing through it, which causes more damage, I don't know. That's just not the way anymore. I think growing up in like the 90s, early 2000s, um, us millennials have also seen a lot. So I think sometimes also do we feel like desensitized to things. Um, also to like the internet desensitizes a lot of things. Um, we see people with a lot of highlight reels on social media, which is like not um, showing vulnerability. I love following people as well. Talking about vulnerability. I love following people that show the good and the bad. That show me that it's okay to not be okay. I love that because that gives people hope that you can be a successful person but have bad days. And when you just show your highlight reel, look how great my life is. Like that's all well and good, but what service are you providing? What service are you providing as just a person not being vulnerable and being there for people because you're afraid of getting hurt? What service is that providing? And people will catch up. If you're wearing a mask, not like um, a surgical mask, people, like a, you know, you're wearing a mask and not being your true self, people will eventually catch on and call you out on it. People know when you're not being authentic. People know when you're not being genuine. They can feel it. And I've also been called out in my own relationship, in friendships of like what's going on because you're not being genuine right now. So I think it's important now more than ever, especially going through all the things we've been through with this past like year and a half, God help us. Um talk to people. Let them know you're you're upset or you're sad or you're angry. Talk to someone. Talk to yourself. Get out that journal. Why are you angry? Why are you upset? What's happening? Figure it out what's going on inside you. Because if you are just going to be a tough person but not let anybody in, you know what I always say, sitting on that rocking chair in your old age, what are you going to be thinking about? What are you going to be thinking about? Let people in. We're supposed to be, like humans are like group species. Like we don't survive well on our own. And when you show your true self and you're vulnerable, you're authentic, you share your feelings, you become such a different person. And you also empathize with people even more. You understand more how the world works. You understand that everyone's kind of going through the same BS and you're not alone. And you realize that you're not a burden. And anyone who makes you feel like a burden is not your people. They ain't. They ain't your people. They're not. I was so afraid to go into a relationship. I love being single because I feared being in a relationship. I feared that my significant other would see 
eventually passed like the fun like woohoo Allie like always down for having fun loud you know joking around all the things and then they would see the real me which is an anxious person who sometimes doesn't know which way is up the silent panic attacks all, all of the things that I know a lot of you also go through as well and that's really scary and that's why I told Nate on the second day because I want to see what he would say. I want to see, like, is this worth it? Because if we're going to be in a relationship, he's going to see that. He's going to see it. And so I want to let him know, like, hey, like, I'm letting you know, like, I look really cool and fun now, but <laughs> I got some skeletons. And he was like, okay, accept, accept all the skeletons. And that is a free and safe space. It is. Be real with people. They'll be real back to you. And if Nate was like, oh, that, you know, that's not for me, then we would have known day two and we wouldn't have wasted, you know, two and a half years. But we're not wasting two and a half years because I was real with him. So right now, if you're listening and you're afraid to show your feelings, I'm letting you know it's not the way. You're in a fixed mindset. The way is show your true authentic self and the universe will bring you true authentic people and opportunities that align with your true authentic self. Because if you put on a show for the universe, the show is going to be sent right back to you. Okay, remember, the universe is a mirror. If you're not real with people, you will attract people who are not real with you. That's where heartbreak happens. That's where, you know, betrayal happens and back talking and all the things. And I've become very vulnerable with my friends, telling them I have anxiety and I go to therapy and like all the things. And I got, you know, I'm not going to brag. I got the truest crew out there. I mean, I got some really, you know, OGs out there that are there for me no matter what. And it's really cool to have friends where like, you know, we're all busy. We don't really see each other all the time like we used to. But like the minute we go back, we're like, hey, like what's going on? Like like the friendship didn't have like a pause because we're so busy. And that's that's the real great thing when you're vulnerable and you just like let people know like what's going on in life and just being like, you know, it's been really hard and or like I've been really stressed. I've been really anxious. All Friends are there because they want to be your friend and be there with you. And if you're not going to be real with them, come on, right? And I know it's not easy. I know it's scary. I know it's very, very scary. But don't you want to find out if the people you're surrounding yourself with are going to love every piece of you? Why be with people that only like a certain piece of you? Why are, you, why are you wasting their time, your time? I want my friends to love every little piece of me because I love every little piece of them. My boyfriend, love every little piece of him. He loves every little piece of me. My family, love every little piece of them, love every little piece of me. That, that is true fulfillment in life. And that's long-lasting connection. Because you showed all your flaws. All the cards are on the table. And if that person's like, I see all of your cards and I accept all of your cards, that's a real one. 
why be friends with people that only enjoy a certain part of you? They only they only like the going out alley. They only like the the teacher alley. They only like um, you know, the the book reading alley, but they don't like all the parts. Hmm? Vulnerability. Listen, listen, listen. Stop what you're doing if you're doing something and listen. Vulnerability is not a weakness. It is a strength. That's how you get through this crazy life. You're going to be very alone, very isolated. If you do not show authenticity, if you do not show vulnerability, you talk about people when they're not around, you gossip, you judge because you're afraid of showing your true inner self to others. you rather judge others. And let me tell you, high school, college, oh yeah, I was like that. I was definitely like that, name proud of it, but you know you learn and you grow. And what makes this life beautiful is simply being you. And the people who show up for all of you are your people. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It's going to be a long road. Sometimes vulnerability still hits me and I'm like, ooh, vulnerability, ooh. But the steps that I've taken have helped a lot. And admitting your faults, admitting you're not perfect, admitting, you know, you're not going to be 100% all the time. It's such a relief because when you act like you're perfect all the time, you strive for protect uh, perfection. It's guys, you probably feel this. Aren't you so exhausted? Aren't you so tired of playing that role of having it all together all the time and people just assume you have it together all the time. So when you don't have it together, you don't want to show people you don't have it all together. So you have to like mourn your unperfection, if that's a word, just on your own instead of just being open and being like, hey, like today was not my day and being able to share it with people and people be like, oh, yeah, I've been through those kind of days. Here's what's helped me. Hopefully it helps you. It's exhausting. And I know you guys who are listening, you're you're probably really tired. I'm I was really tired. And even now, like I I've realized I've become a lot quieter, but like in a good way, because a lot of the things that used to come out of my mouth was like just hot air, like, you know, typical like judging and gossiping and yada yada yada. And then as I learned that that's not the way and just what's more productive is having real raw conversations with people and just connecting on such a great deep level is so much more worth it than just the chatter of, you know, a gossip circle, you realize you become a lot more quieter because you're like, that's not what I want and that's okay. And then you start to realize maybe you should change your inner circle. Change the people around you. Do a little shuffle. You know what I mean? Because life's not worth hiding yourself. 
So if you're hiding a piece of yourself right now and it's really stressing you out and you're so exhausted, it's time to open up the door. I know it's terrifying. You're afraid of what people will think. But the people who are supposed to be there for you and are your people, they'll support. The ones who don't, do with that what you will. That's your decision. Open up the door. Take out the journal. Take it. Don't you don't you don't you don't even have to have a journal. Just like take out a piece of paper and just be like, why am I the way that I am? It is right. Or maybe even after you do that, call like a really good friend and be like, you know what? I just like need to talk to you. And I just feel like I need to be just more real with you and like how I've been feeling. Or if you need to talk to like a family member. Because when you show your authenticity, a lot of the times people are like, oh, like they showed their their true self. I should, I should, I should be encouraged to do that too. And then real connections are made. And those connections are the ones that last a really long time. And that's what I've always wanted. Connections that last a really long time. And I think in middle school and even high school, even maybe even college, I was trying to be someone. I was just trying to fit in, just be someone that I authentically really wasn't. Because I thought that was cool and you, you know, dress like the cool kids. You want to act like the cool kids. We're all guilty of it. And then I realized like that's that's maybe why I wasn't making real connections, because those weren't my people. They weren't. And instead I should have been more authentic with myself. You know, everything hindsight, but I mean, granted, I was 12, like leave me alone. <laughs> But looking back and now also looking forward, I want to, the people in my life are the people that know me, like know me. You know what the greatest feeling is? And you agree or disagree? When someone like knows you because they've seen all the parts of you and they just know you. And like you could just be in like a, a really terrible mood and they're just like, I know what can help you because I've seen you like this before. You've opened up. I know what would make you happy or make this situation better. And then they do and they do it for you. And then all of a sudden your life is like, wow, like they helped me so much because they know me. Or vice versa, when you know someone so well and you know what's going to make them feel better. And like literally the greatest feeling in the world. When you know someone so well, you know how to make them happy. And like get them out of like a really like terrible mindset. You're like, I know just the thing for you because you guys have been so vulnerable and open with each other. You just know all the ins and outs of how each other works. That, that's a vibe. That is definitely a vibe right there. So I hope this, I'm going to put a bow on it. I hope this episode has helped you. Um, this was also a very vulnerable episode for me as well. I was like, hey, maybe the episode that um, <laughs> I'm talking about vulnerability, I should be vulnerable with, you know, my growth mindset gang with the audience. Hey, guys, how you doing? And that was a little scary. I'm not going to lie. And I was kind of just talking off the cuff, you know, just t- saying my experiences. And I hoped maybe me being vulnerable and talking about it with you guys can also encourage you to then be vulnerable with yourselves and with others. I'm always here. Um, You can DM me whenever if you want to talk about things um, or if you need help being vulnerable or what other steps that I've took with like journaling that's helped me um, with being vulnerable, any of those things, I'm here for you guys. Um, So if you ever need 
you know, help with something, DM me. I'm going to be here. Talk to you guys, whatever that means. I even do voice. I love voice messages on Instagram also too. Like that's a vibe. I will voice message you back if you answer me questions. And just know that in order to live a truly happy, fulfilled, connected life, you need to connect with yourself on a very vulnerable level and you need to connect with others on a vulnerable level and understand that we're all we're <laughs> we're all going through this craziness together and you're not alone you're never alone and you guys are amazing so if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to send this to a friend if they need it tag me in it Make sure to follow me on Spotify. You can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple uh, Podcasts. It would mean the world. And I hope you guys take on this week in stride because you are fantastic people that make an impact on your everyday life. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.